When it comes to your education, there's no need to settle. Get the interactive and purposeful education that you and employers demand from Colorado State University Global Campus. You'll get personalized, career-driven learning created and taught by today's industry leaders. CSU Global was built to help students succeed with affordability, flexibility, and individualized support. It's time to expect better. Find your path to the career you want at csuglobal.edu, where online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our networks and and platforms. I'm Captain Ron here in St. Petersburg <laughs> in our mobile command center. And that young man out there is... Rick Levy in San Diego. Uh, Rick, you'll have to excuse my eye patch. I'm, I'm just suffering from allergies. Uh, it's springtime here in St. Petersburg. And the trees, we're, we're kind of like parked up against the jungle. And, and everything is blooming, and I have gotten this ugly, nasty rash. So rather than, you know, have that de deter us uh, from, from doing our tastings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this like a buccaneer because I'm here in Tampa. Uh, well, at least it's not a full luchador mask. No, that's true. Well, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was thinking that if it, if it got any worse, I might have to wear the corset <laughs> um this evening we have a very special uh sipping off the cuff we are we, see this check that out this this looks like um uh what what's the <laughs> this um this looks like a marvel comic it really yeah, ghost rider like, <laughs> it looks like ghost rider in fact if i stand like this and do the rest of the tasting nobody will ever know that it's not really me <laughs> Except you won't be on fire. I won't be on fire, but um, look at <laughs> so the packaging. How cool are these bottles? They're they're first of all, it's a very substantial bottle. You could really hurt yeah. somebody. This stuff, the the cork itself, it's it's a synthetic cork. Check this out. This it, this thing, this thing is substantial. It's I mean, solid metal. It's, I think they it's, said it's like two hundred and seventy gram solid metal skull. Yeah, um, and it's and a then, it's a hand blown bottle, and then you, it has you like even, Mike. You my tequila is wearing a leather jacket. It, it's <laughs> no, your tequila is wearing a corset. <laughs> your tequila is a little S and M. Well, they designed it. They designed it to lace up like a luchador mask. Right, right. Well, it's all back to the luchador. I figured, you know, if all else fails, I could wear the, I could wear the, the leather, you know, <laughs> the leather mask over my face. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got metal leather lettering on a leather jacket. It's got wings. It's got wings, Mike. And well, a skull. It's got a skull. <laughs> okay. So, so just you, Tell, tell people about the background of this tequila because they sent us some really nice POS. Um, just just so you all know, for those of you who have been following us and, and you are aware of the Women in Tequila, our Women in Tequila series, this tequila, um, the, the, the person who developed the flavor profile is Ana Maria Romero Mena, who uh, is, is very popular right now with another one. Um, let's sit... Uh, Tierra de Volcan, I think, is the name of the tequila that she 
that that uh, she designed for um, Louis Vuitton. I think it's called Tierra de mi Volcan or something now, like that. Tierra de Volcan. Are you so, sure she designed it? She. she I thought designed, she might. I thought she might have just reviewed it for them. Well, I, to provide I, I, a testimonial. She, she may have had something to do with it. It, it. And, you know, she doesn't lend her 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 voice to something unless she's had a hand in it. So I'm assuming that she's had more of a hand in it than what they're telling us. Right. Well, this uh, tequila this tequila is produced at Tequila Trace Mujeres, which is in, well, they say it's in Amatitan. And everything they have says Amatitan. But when I look on it, look at it on a map, boy, it really looks like El Arenal to me. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, it's right in there. Um, I think their property probably straddles the municipal borders between the two. Mm -hmm. um, they have that uh, family owns, you know, I, I, a few years ago I came across a statistic that said that uh, they own like 8 million agave plants or something. So it's just, you know, they've got yeah. a lot of agave. And so I'm sure their fields straddle the, uh, straddle the borders. Uh, and that, uh, that company, the Empresa, Tequila Tres Mujeres, uh, they actually have two fabricas. And I believe what happened is their first uh, distillery La Mag was called La Magdalena. And right. maybe maybe that was just over the border on the Amatitan side. But then they built, uh, you know, this big fancy um, new place where they could do, uh, you know, tourist events and and other things. It's this gorgeous well, facility called La Marquesa. One, at one time, uh, uh, probably, I want to say five years ago or so, Tres Mujeres actually uh, suffered a fire uh, at their distillery. So it doesn't surprise me that they would have, that when they rebuilt, I knew that they rebuilt a, a brand new facility. Uh, and if they own that many millions of plants, it wouldn't surprise me also that they had it in different zones Kind of like Cuervo does, you know, they grow some in the highlands, some in the lowlands and some, you know, uh, and they select where they're they're getting the, the where, where they're getting the plants from. Uh, first of all, it's Tres Mujeres, which has a wonderful reputation anyway. Um, yeah. This really bugs me. <laughs> and the, the so the distiller for this brand is from Tres Mujeres. It is uh, Alberto Partida Placentia. Okay. Um, Placencia. Alberto Partida Placencia. And this is, uh, uh, let's see, 1466 is the, is the phone number. All the information is on the back. This is, you know, it's so well done right now, Rick, that I'm just going to go ahead and nominate this as a brand of promise just in packaging alone. Absolutely. There's, Without a doubt. Now, this is... This is so substantial. I mean, look at the neck. Look at look at look at the. We could talk yeah. all day. Just the you know the embossing and the raised. I got the metal um, tag on the neck. The metal tag. I know that. I know that that that's the from one of the coolest labels I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, does it tell you? Does do they say how they got the name? El padre. Uh, pa, was it padre azul? Uh, you know the azul comes from the uh, Weber Blue Agave. Uh, right. The uh, Padre, you know, they said something about it in the marketing materials. Um, I don't know if it necessarily syncs up. What I kind of so this brand was uh, uh, was put together by uh, 
bunch of guys, a group of friends in Europe. And uh, they got together to create the brand. And I think they just, you know, have like a casual love of all things Mexican and Mexican culture. And so I think for the most part, they just threw together a bunch of things that they thought would be pretty badass. <laughs> well, you know, and then afterwards, you know, they, their marketing people try to have it tie tried, in with something. But basically they're just yeah. going, they're, they're just trying to be badass. You know, they, they're saying well, that the skull ties in with Dio de los Muertos. Um, and they say it's about <laughs> friendship and, you know, well, that's, you know, Dia de los Muertos is, you know, it's really more about family and ancestors. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, about the, uh, the Padre part, it means father, but they said it was uh, from some like uh, slang greeting or something. But, you know, uh, it, it's a way of saying, hey, that's, that's cool. That's boss, you know, get padre. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and it is cool. You know, the packaging yeah, oh yeah. the packaging's just no, badass. I, I totally agree. And and each of the iterations you'll see this as we go we go through the repo and the anejo, they all have a different color leather. Um they all have they all have a different girdle. <laughs> it's I, I gotta tell you, it's really it's an over the top packaging that I've I've never seen. I will tell you that um you mentioned that this was originally um put together by a bunch of friends in Europe. Uh did you say Austria? Yeah, so the company that owns the brand is uh, based in Austria, okay. and uh, they got a uh, they got a German sports personality as their brand ambassador, and uh, so you know they're really kind of going for you know I guess like that Northern Europe uh, kind of market. Well, uh, we have discovered somebody who follows us, and we follow them on Instagram, and she calls herself Madre Azul. She must have a hand in in the brand, and if you follow them on, on Instagram, you see her skiing in Austria. You see, you see they love motorcycles. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of, uh, uh, they're very, it's... I think they're they're trying to attract the the luxury, um, kind of a luxury lifestyle. You know, geez, I Certainly. wish I could go to Austria or Liechtenstein, or you know, because it's all very um, uh, uh, not exotic, but it's all it's all very continental. You know what I mean? Mm. Or inter intercontinental, and so maybe that's the the look they're going for. And they have a lot I, of uh, they got a, they have a lot of uh, hip nightclub imagery. In, yeah, uh, right. in their marketing materials as well. So, well, I mean, uh, it's it's beautifully done. There's some great photographs, you know, of um, and I think don't they have any recipes in this thing? Do they have recipes for uh, uh, not any that I'm aware of? Now, see, they have a uh, pictures of the stone oven that they yeah. where they uh, they they bake the agave in. Uh, you know, this is this is tres mujeres, and so. But but the bottom line is, let's see how the juice tastes, and so I'm I'm gonna we're gonna use our little handy dandy jarritos. Right. From, You're going for the just, uh, short stout one. I'm gonna go for the short stout one, um, right. and and we're gonna shoot the blanco here this evening. We're not, not gonna shoot. shoot. We're gonna no. Sit. We're going we're going to sample tomasabiamente. If yeah, if I can do this without spilling anything. As I said, I, I feel like Captain Ron, or a pirate, or, you know. <laughs> mm. Let's see what we got here. Now, I've got, like I say, 
basic lighting here, but it's very clean, very pristine. It's it's not anything that you wouldn't expect from Tres Mujeres. It smells a bit like a Matitan already. Yeah, a little bit. Oh my! But it, you know what? It smells green and minerally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a vegetal green, mm -hmm. almost citrusy on the nose there. Yeah, well, it's sort of what you would expect for lowlands, right? You know. Well, that's if you count if you count Amatitan in a lowlands area. I still say it deserves its own its own region. I, I like to call it the Tequila Valley, but you know that's just me. I, I know a lot of people like to lump it in with the with the lowlands. Because, so what's, you know, what what it is considered lowlands then? Because well, Amatitan is only about a hundred, two hundred feet higher than. But you know, you know as well as I do how many how many different microclimates there are, even in a Totonilco, even in the highlands. You know, you go oh, from sure. Totonilco to Arandas, uh, you know, to El Arenal, and 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 the flavor profiles are just slightly different. And and Amatitan, you know how much I. I love tequilas from that area. Oh, yeah, because it's certainly it's own terroir. Yeah, and and that's really what I mean, and that that's probably why I kind of object to having it lumped in with with lowlands because, you know, tequilas from from tequila from that lowland area to me taste a little bit more earthy. You know, um, they don't taste as minerally, and 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 again, that's just my preference. But you know, if you want to lump them in there, that's cool. Yeah, I was looking at the maps today, and Amatitan is actually right near um, what looks like a uh, like this old volcanic vent. So there's the big yeah. tequila volcano, but then it looks like there was a smaller one, like almost right underneath the uh, right underneath the town. Well, the, uh, every tequila I've ever had from Amatitan, whether it's Regional or or Azunia that we had last year. Um, you know, and some of the other ones that are even Herradura, you know, in its heyday was 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 very I mean, they did stuff to Herradura just to just to soften it out. They made, they were the first ones yeah. to make an, a, a Blanco Suave. You it's know, they very were, mineral rich land, you know, yeah. it's in terms you know, even in terms of ores. Like I think they have oh, a lot oh, of yeah. iron and, you know, they pull a lot of stuff out. But I love I love the green, the green and, and the it's really beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's really good, really, really pretty. But let's see what it tastes like. Let's see what they let's see what they did with it. Mm. Mm. Wow! Yeah, they get that like, pepper explosion right on the palate. Yeah. Was it was the intake kind of sweet to you? There was some sweetness on the intake. In fact, um, uh, Alberto Partida, the distiller, says that this was from the marketing materials. I'm not sure if uh, so. I'm not sure if this was translated or not. But um, the text said that for Padre Azul, we distill the agave at a relatively low temperature so that we don't burn off the sugar. This gives our tequila its mellow aftertaste. Okay. I would love to know more about that because I would have expected the sugars were turned to alcohol in the fermentation process. But <laughs> yeah, I I think that's a, some very clever uh, or maybe not so clever um, 
what do you call it? Happy speak. Yeah. Um, you know, as well as I do, we've had some tequilas from, from the Partida family that have been highly manipulated, uh, very, very sweet, almost, almost to a, to a fault. Um, well, that's almost like what I expect from uh, El Arenal now is much sweeter tequilas. Right. Um, I, I, I don't think that this was um, – let's put it this way. If they did anything to this tequila to enhance it, to enhance the sweetness, it's not offensive. I can't say for sure because I, I think that the, the text is a little – I don't want to say misleading – but it's a little mis, misin, misinformed. Yeah, okay. and as we've seen with some of the brands that uh, you know have this higher end marketing presence, you know they're turning the stuff over to a marketing firm. The marketing firm doesn't always get everything in the exact context. No, uh, and some things do lose, you know, are lost in translation. And and you could even expect to be lost in translation like twice over if if indeed. The owners are in Austria. They're European. And perhaps, you know, this was exclusively, wasn't this exclusively just a, a European tequila up until recently? I mean, the the importation well, company is out of Miami now. So at least for the U.S., anyhow. Yeah, they have an importer in Miami. Um, this uh, showed up on the Marcus lists issued by the CRT in, on April 8th, 2015. So about three years ago. Three years ago? Uh, so it could be that, you know, maybe the first couple of years it was uh, imported into Europe and uh, now they're bringing it into the U.S. Uh, now that we have them in the Jarritos and they're opening up, I smell a lot more sweetness on the nose. Can you smell it now? Yeah. Uh, more than, than we did initially. Um, still not offensive. I don't find it offensive at all. No. I, you know, I enjoy it. There is some sweetness there. Uh, you would probably like to think that it's, you know, baked agave creaminess. Um, and, you know, from what I've read, they swear that there's no additives, that everything is uh, all natural. Um, but who knows? They yeah. do. And, you know, they do like their sweetness over on uh, that end of the volcano. And, yes. uh <laughs> <laughs> Not under the volcano, but at that end of the volcano. Yeah, as you know, as you go, as you go towards it, I don't know. That was the sequel to the novel. <laughs> at that end of the volcano. Um, you know, I, I, I find it quite enjoyable. Yeah, I do too. I, I think, I think, as a whether or not it's slightly enhanced or not, it's actually well done. Um, it doesn't take away. It's more on the nose, I think, than it is on the flavor profile. So whatever aromas we're getting, it's 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 rather it's almost like a baked sugar aroma. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it opens up a little bit more, but but once you intake it, it it's got a, it's it, it explodes with pepper. There's the minerality is there, and then it's got a nice medium to long finish. I mean, the finish yeah. is good. it it's still you know. Whatever they're doing to it, or maybe they're not doing anything to it, um, it's it's a it's it's a blanco that will stand up to either cocktails or even sipping on its own. Um, yeah. But um, this is not something that needs to open up. Um, I'm not detecting any defects 
you know, you no, can, no, you, you no. can note a little bit of sweetness on the nose and uh, you have some sweetness on the palate. It's in no way, you know, cloying or syrupy. No, no. And see, that's the thing. If, 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 if indeed it isn't enhanced or whatever they're doing to make it sweeter on the nose, if it's not cloying, then it's not detracting from, from the actual baked agave that is there. It's there. You can smell it. You can mm -hmm. taste it. Um, I think, you know what? I think it's a worthy brand of promise nominee. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. See, my new, my, my nominee pet. <laughs> <laughs> has to go along with my Captain Ron look. Um, I, you know, it's okay. I, I like it. It's, it's a. I, I think for the market that it started in, and and for, you know, and for what they're planning on doing with it, it is, it is obviously a luxury lifestyle. What do they call it? A, a lifestyle tequila. Lifestyle brand. Lifestyle brand. Was that Miranda? Um, do we know? Do we know what uh, what the price points are on something like this? Well, Mike, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I think the MSRP on this is ninety dollars. Um, however, uh, I found it on. Wait a, wait a minute! Wait a minute! The Blanco is a ninety dollar Blanco. Blanco. Yikes! <laughs> so. Uh, hey. At least I know we're not going to nominate it for the value category. Yeah, it's yeah. This is n not going to be in the value category. Uh, however, I, I found I found cheaper prices elsewhere. Um, okay, right. so uh, you know I found it as low as sixty three dollars at high time. So, but even at sixty three, you know that's pretty pricey. It's it's got a great profile, um, but. You know, $63, it's making Roca Patron look like a value. Oh, and at least Roca Patron, I don't know if you've had it, but we've had it, you know, when when uh, normally we're based in San Antonio. So when they when they uh, when they rolled out Roca Patron in, in Austin, we were there and I I like it. It's it's, it's, go it's good. Yeah, it's good for what it is. And they're all three are different ABVs. This is this is a. This is a, a an eighty proof, so it's a forty ABV. Um, wow, man! Even at sixty, even knocking yeah. it down to thirty bucks is is because you know you're paying for the packaging. You're, well, that's it. I think they went over the top with the packaging, I, and I so you know they have to go for a higher price point to cover the cost of you know all that stuff that's going into the packaging. Do you, do you think? Um, that maybe the American market is kind of an afterthought, or do you really believe that you know that now that the that the premium and super premium uh, segments of that market are have have grown by leaps and bounds? You think that they're trying to cash in on 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 that side of the spectrum? With, it could with, be. It could be. Um, you know, wow. I think I, I would think a lot of this pricing probably has to do with the packaging. Um, and and the marketing, you know, they've got a marketing firm. They're producing yeah, slick stuff. Yeah. This, is, so, this is not uh, cheap. It's, it's good paper. It's nice. All I mean, that, it's just, all that yeah. stuff creates overhead. Um, here's here's the bottle. Here's what they're what they're doing with the. You say it's a hand blown bottle. 
Sadly, yeah. you can't really tell if it's hand blown or not because it's covered it's in leather. It's covered up. I know. It's like <laughs> when I, if I ever finish the bottle, you know, I'm going to have to unlace the corset and take a peek uh -oh. underneath. Oh, uh -oh, don't do that. The bottle's <laughs> going to expand like this. Uh, well, uh, you know, but, you know, I think I think people would enjoy the juice. You would definitely keep the bottle. You'd impress your friends. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a novelty. It's it's kind of a novelty tequila. Um, um, I know that they're trying to go for that luxury lifestyle thing, but in in our opinion, or at least in my opinion, this would be kind of a novelty tequila bottle. You know. Yeah. Uh, and um, at this price, you know, I think they, you know, Roca Patron has a good profile. Um, but I won't even pay Roca Patron prices, <laughs> so, you know, because there's so many great tequilas out there that, you know, aren't going for these huge prices. So I agree. So um, uh, at least at least in the in in the packaging category and at least in the Blanco category, I think we we can both agree that this is a, a brand of promise nominee. Absolutely. So, why don't we why don't we keep it there? That's our take on on El Padre Azul uh, tequila, the Blanco. Stick with us because we will be talking about the Reposado and the Añejo. Uh, I'm I'm Captain Ron here in St. <laughs> Petersburg. That young man out there is Rick Levy in San Diego. You've been watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado, all of our platforms. Don't forget to subscribe down below if you're watching us on YouTube. And by the way, if you want your own Tequila Aficionado t-shirt, we now have on our Facebook page and on our website a Buy Now button. You can have your own t-shirt. You can have your own mug. I don't have my mug nearby, but, you know, hey, why not? Share, a little, share the love a little bit. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. I'm Mike Morales. I'm CEO of Tequila Aficionado Media, and I just wanted to thank you for watching Sipping Off the Cuff. We love doing these reviews for you. Now, if you're an Agave Spirits brand owner and you're watching this, there are three things that I'd like to talk to you about. Number one, if you'd like us to review your Agave Spirit on Sipping Off the Cuff, just send me an email, mike at tequilaaficionado.com. It won't cost you a dime, and I promise you'll get an honest review. Number two, if your brand has been nominated, past or present, as a brand of promise, we can help you promote your brand effectively and affordably over on the Tequila PR side of things. Just email me, mike at tequilapr.com. And number three, if your brand has ever been a brand of promise nominee or a winner, you automatically qualify with us or to go with us on our next promotional tequila tour. So shoot me an email tours at tequilaaficionado.com and I'll send you all the details on our upcoming tequila tour. That's it. Thanks again for watching. Sip wisely.